Yes, ma'am. So you have to, oh, I see. How do we pause it then? Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Clark County Board of Equalization hearing for February 2nd, 2023. The county clerk has informed us that this meeting has been posted and properly noticed. At this time, can we please call the roll? Scott Dugan? Here. Timothy Albert? Here. Patrick Egger? Here. Kristen Lowell? Here. Kelly Wade? Here. Uh, thank you. Uh, thank you. At this time, can I, I make a motion to adopt the agenda? Please cast your votes. So moved. So, wait a minute. We got to do this with the. My vote thing. Where, where's our vote thing? Oh, vote cast. Bottom left-hand corner. No, I've lost it. I oh, have no vote cast. So what do we have to do? Sign in. Just click sign in. Oh, just click sign in. I have in. no. Okay. Put your name. I have no vote. Something's missing here. No, it's not. Yeah. We're, we're missing. Oh, good. We always need an IT guy. Okay, everybody cast their vote, please. Motion carries, thank you. Uh, public comment, before we start, uh, the microphone is open for any public comment prior to starting the meeting. Anybody wanna make any comment? No? Okay, seeing none, I will close the microphone. At this time, we need to uh, swear in the petitioners, anyone who intends to testify on behalf of the petitioners and members of the assessor's office. Please stand and face the county clerk to be sworn in, please. Do you solemnly swear that the testimony you're about to give during the course of this hearing is the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, so help you God? Okay, great, thank you. Uh, at this time, We'll get a statement from the district attorney's office on what the Board of Equalization is allowed and not allowed to do. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm good. Good. Good to see you. You too. The County Board of Equalization may determine the value of any property the county assessor assesses and may change and correct any valuation found to be incorrect to make it conform to the taxable value of the property. Any taxpayer who claims overvaluation of its real or secured personal property by reason of undervaluation or non-assessment of another taxpayer's property 
within any county of the state may appeal to the County Board of Equalization in the county where the property is located concerning the assessed value and present evidence. If the County Board of Equalization finds merit in the complaint, it shall increase the value of the property complained of to conform to its taxable value. A taxpayer who believes that his or her property was assessed at a higher value than another property identical in use and comparable in location may appeal the assessment to the County Board of Equalization. If the board finds that an inequity exists in the assessment of the value of the land or improvements or both, the board may add to or deduct from the value of the appellant's land or improvements or both or to the property to which it is compared to equalize the assessment. A taxpayer who believes that the full cash value of his or her property is less than its taxable value computed for the current assessment year may appeal to the County Board of Equalization. If the board agrees, it may correct the land value or fix a percentage of obsolescence to be deducted from the taxable value of improvements or both to equalize the taxable and full cash value. A public officer cannot act on a matter that would reasonably be affected by the public officer's commitment in a private capacity without disclosing information in public to the chair and other members of this body. In addition, a public officer shall not vote upon or advocate the passage or failure of a matter with respect to which the independence of judgment of a reasonable person in the public officer's situation would be materially affected by the officer's acceptance of a gift or loan, the officer's significant pecuniary interest, or the officer's commitment in a private capacity to the interest of another person. End of story? Yes. Thank you. Okay, at this time I'd like to ask the board members to introduce themselves and provide a brief summary of their qualifications, including applicable designations, starting with Ms. Lowe. My name is Kristen Lowe. I've been an appraiser for about 17 years. I have two designations with the Appraisal Institute. I've been on the Board of Equalization for three years now. Um, I'm also on the ARC committee. Mr. Egger. Good morning. My name is Patrick Egger. I've been appraising since 1975 here in the Valley. I'm a certified general appraiser and I've done everything from houses on up to hotels and casinos. Thank you. Mr. Wade. I'm Kelly Wade. I've been an appraiser for about 40 years. I'm a designated appraiser, SRA with the Appraisal Institute, certified residential. And, um, so. Mr. Albert. Tim Albert. Uh, I'm a residential appraiser. I've been appraising for 43 years and since 1989 here in Las Vegas. Thank you. My name's Scott Dugan. I'm a certified general appraiser. I hold the SRA designation and I've been appraising in the Las Vegas Valley since 1969. As you can tell, the board members, well, we have, I don't even want to think about it, maybe 200 years of appraisal experience. Uh, with most of us, most of it being in residential, that's why we're on the residential board, okay? Uh, at this point, let's see. I motion to accept the assessor's recommendations. Second. Uh, uh, so please cast your vote. Motion carries, thank you. All right. Do 
Do we have to approve any minutes? Yes. We um, do, okay. Item number seven on your agenda is approving the minutes from last year's board meetings for the residential hearings. Okay, uh, I'd like to make a motion. We approve the minutes from the February 3rd and 9th of 2022 Board of Equalization meetings. Second. Cast your votes. No way, to, no way to keep this thing up at the same time. You just gotta keep going back and forth. Motion carries, thank you. Um, let's see. Procedural rules. Yeah, I'm trying to, notices of appearances. Are there any? Um, there are no notice of appearances today. Okay. Um, the next would be to just review the procedural rules. For okay, the that's fine. Okay. Um, so the way this works is, this board's appointed by the Clark County Commissioners to hear issues regarding valuation. We're not here to talk about taxes. If you've got a problem with your taxes, you need to go talk to the treasurer or to your state legislature. Taxes are not what this board has any control over, okay? This is a uh, public hearing and it's recorded so that the county clerk can keep records in case there's an appeal to the State Board of Equalization. So what we try to do, and we're gonna try to do a better job at this, is we'll call your name, you'll come down here to the microphone, you'll give us your name and address, and then uh, we'll let the assessor tell us a little bit about the property, then we'll come back to you, let you put your case on, then we'll let the assessor put their case on, and then the board will ask some questions or they'll just make a decision, okay? Um, I think that's pretty pretty clear there. But the main thing we don't want is bantering back and forth between the board in between you putting on your appeal and the assessor putting on their case, okay? Uh, we wanna try to clean up the records a little bit so it's a little clearer in case there's an issue and you decide, well, I don't like the board's decision, so I'm gonna take it to the state board. And that'll make it a little easier on them to keep things in order, okay? Uh, and obviously, if you're unhappy with the board's decision, you can take, there'll be paperwork outside the doors on the left-hand side. You can pick them up and take them to the, take them to the uh, state board of equalization. Okay, do we have any administrative business? Yes, uh, Mr. Dugan, on page two of the agenda, case 57, Yes. we have rescheduled that um, for the 13th because we had an issue with the noticing on that one where it didn't get noticed properly. So we are moving that one to the 13th. Okay, so we don't have to do anything. We don't have to do anything. I just want to make you aware of it so when we vote on it later today um, on the remaining cases, but I'll remind us again at that time. There have been no other uh, withdrawals or stipulations beyond what you already see on your agenda. Okay, so let's get started with the case number 60. Yes, I'm sorry. Um, we're requesting that case 60 um, be referred first. Uh, the person here for that um, has some medical issues and they're going to need to make an appointment today. So we're asking if we could hear that one first. Okay. Oh boy, where? Name and address for the record. Good morning, I'm Daniel Eskew, spelled E-S-K-U-E, -E, of 36 Strada Caruso in Henderson. Okay, thank you. 
Melody Garfield with the Assessor's Office. The case begins on page 177 in the Master Book. The subject property is about a 2,500 square foot, uh, one-story home. It has a two-car garage. It's located in the Lake Las Vegas market area. It has four bedrooms, three and a half baths, and a pool. Uh, I did take front exterior and uh, street photographs, and those are on page 188. The 2023-24 taxable value for the property is $704,417, and the assessor recommends no change. Okay, great. Okay, sir, it's your turn. Thank you. Um, I'll try to be as brief as I possibly can, but there are some points that I do wish um, the board to understand. Um, it seems to me, and I think the board may agree, that the two primary considerations for any valuation, whether it's of total value or assessed value, has to be both contemporaneousness as measured by contemporaneous sales and comparable sales, meaning similarly situated properties. Both of those principles seem to be absent in the assessor's analysis here for these particular reasons. Of the 10 properties that you see listed in the assessor's review, seven of them are more than 12 months old. 70% of them are more than 12 months old. That alone tells me a couple of things. One, it's very difficult to find contemporaneous properties that have sold in that area that are within a mile of my home. And perhaps um, equally importantly, when presenting the appeal in the original petition, I provided four other contemporaneous sales within the, the period of October to December, none of the four appears in the assessor's valuation, not one of them. Yet they are by definition contemporaneous and comparable for the reasons I will share with you now. The, yes, pardon me, fumbling through some notes. If you look at the remaining three contemporaneous sales that the assessor's office uses, um, the three of them would reveal a 30% um, 30 of the 10 values um, that have been identified um, show both a declining market and lower values overall. Um, in short, if you look at the period from January to June, of last year, you'll see roughly an 8.9% increase in both total value as measured by sales and taxable value for comparable properties. That same drop from July to December is 8.9% given increasing interest rates, given decreased sales, given increased inventory. So in my mind, both an increase of six months equally offset by a decrease of exactly the same value of six months reveals that there should be no taxable change, either in we total don't, value. We don't care about taxes. We are only talking about I'm the talking, value. My mistake. I, I misspoke. Taxable value and assessed value. Of the comparable properties that the assessor's office relies on, Two of them are clearly outliers because they are valued at measured by sales, 
of more than $900,000. That is, by one measure, 38% greater than the assessor's value of my property, or 32% for the other one. Those outliers certainly aren't comparable statistically, and certainly aren't comparable in terms of description. Of the four properties that I did identify that the assessor's office chose to either not research or ignore altogether, one is a four-bedroom, two-and-a-half-bath home at 136 Via de Mello that sold roughly six to seven weeks ago in December of 2020. I okay, believe you have us at a little disadvantage. We don't have your four sales. Um, you should, because they were in the packet that I actually picked up last Which week, as identified as Addendum 2. They're revealed on page... Okay, I got it. Thank you. If you found it, I don't need to repeat the page, but for others who may not have it, it's page 183. The first home is a four-bedroom, two-and-a-half-bath home, slightly larger by one bath than my home, but 2,451 square feet just slightly smaller than the 2,501 that the assessor's office measures for my home. It has a pool and a spa. It sold for $600,000 with no distress noted. That suggests a value of $245 per square foot rather than the 318 to $331,000 318 to $331 per square foot that the assessor's office has assessed my property at. Property number two at 199 Strada Fontana, which is roughly about 800 yards away from my home, is a four-bedroom, three-bath home. Again, very similar to ours. Its listing history reveals this declining market. It began at $664,000 to list in September. Weeks later, it dropped by $100,000. Some weeks later, by another $50,000 until it finally sold at $498,000. That reveals a per square foot value of $231, not $313 or $318 or $331. Property number three is a four-bedroom, three-and-a-half bath home almost identical in size to ours, but it also has reportedly $125,000 in upgrades. My house does not have. That home was 2,520 2, square feet, just slightly larger than mine. It sold for $650,000, suggesting $258 per square foot, not 318 to 331. Lastly, at 36 Strada Moscato, selling in October of 2022, a four-bedroom, three-bath house with a, a value of $481,000 at sale, revealing a square foot charge of $222 per square foot. If you were to use that particular measure, then the assessed value of my house should be in the range of five hundred and fifty dollars to $600,000. $550,000 to $560,000, rather than what the assessor's office has chosen to use. Those four homes are all very contiguous to my property. Of the assessor's 10, four of their 10 
on the opposite side of Lake Las Vegas Parkway. That parkway bisects Lake, uh, Lake Las Vegas. That parkway for those homes that are on the opposite side have unobstructed strip views and green belt protection. My home doesn't. My home looks on one side at a, at a degrading hillside that has flooding and mud issues, and out the back um, looks onto a now service street, a public street, accessing construction traffic. That's a picture that the assessor's office, for whatever reason, chose not to take to present to you. So, so what do you think this house is worth? I'm going to suggest one of three things. Either because of the equal um, treatment of a rise of 8.9% in value measured by sales from January till June, equally offset by an 8.9% decrease from July to December, the values from 22-23 should be adopted for 23-24, measured by actual sales. Secondly, the board could consider using the assessor's own valuations, regardless of the four that I gave to them that they chose to ignore, you could drop the assessed value, drop the taxable value by approximately $40,000 when you discount the two outlier properties. Third, at the very least, I'm going to suggest that the board consider returning this case for re-examination using the four cases, the four homes that I provided to them they chose not to use well, to reassess again. So well, one of those three options. Right, but here's the thing. Just because you want to use those sales doesn't mean they're the most appropriate. Absolutely. Based on the assessor's information as well as the members of this board. So yeah. we have appellants come up here all the time and tell us that they know more than we know. So I understand your concerns here, but we haven't even get, let her put on the case yet. So let's let her talk about your four sales and see what she says. I appreciate that. Thank you, you asked a question and I thought I was answering it. But you I'm did fine. You're okay. Melody? Thank you. Again, Melody Garfield with the assessor's office. My comparable sales worksheet is on page 185. And um, I chose to use all one-story homes because the subject is a one-story home. Uh, the four comparables the petitioner provided are all two-story homes. And so I felt that the one-story home, homes were uh, a better representation of price per square foot because typically they do sell at a higher price per square foot and they also cost more to build uh, than the two-story homes. Uh, so when we're looking at cost per square foot, that's why I decided to choose the one-story homes. The first property is next door to the subject property, the one on Strata Caruso, 32 Strata Caruso. It is an older sale. It's a year old. I reduced it 10%, uh, and it still comes in at 717 is the adjusted value on that property. Uh, very similar in size, age, uh, also has a pool. So, I mean, I, that's 717. We're at 704. I think that's a really good indicator, especially with the 10% uh, adjustment to the sales price. Uh, all the rest of the sales, um, some of them are older. I reduced them almost all by 10%, except uh, sale number four, which closed in December. That is a high one, the one that the petitioner says is an outlier. That's fine, we can take that, excuse me, out of the analysis. There was another sale in November. Uh, that's sale number eight on Casa Palermo. Uh, that did sell for 660, but it adjusts upward because it's a smaller property. That adjusts to 711. And I've got the property on at 704. Again, I believe that uh, supports our uh, taxable value. I put two listings in there. These are the lowest listings that would compete directly with the subject property. They're one-story homes, similar in site size, 
Uh, one has a pool, one doesn't. I also reduced them by 10% and still came up with, you know, well over 700,000. We could argue that adjustment should be larger, but again, I've got them on at 704. Uh, so I think the market adjustments of 10% to most of them uh, is more than adequate to uh, support our taxable value of 704,417. Um, most of them, the days on market were between four and 70 days for each of the closed sales. So, I mean, it's not like they were on the market for a long time. They sold pretty quickly. Again, with the market adjustments, I believe we're at the low, the low end of the range and it's fully supported. Okay, thank you. So let, let me ask you a question on your two listings, single stories, they both adjust to 784 and 824. You did a 10%, was it a listing adjustment or is it market? Well, I just, it's, well, I just kind of both. I mean, it's, so you, a, I so didn't, I didn't. you could have I done 20% and they'd have still exactly. supported the value. Even if I went higher, it would have supported the yeah. value. Yeah. Okay. But right now that's what we're seeing with listings, you know, to sales, but they are on the market longer because these have been on the market longer. August so, and September. Yeah. I believe. So I would say, yeah, August and September. Yeah. So they've been on the market so for a while. So basically what's happening. Even if you took 20% off, it so would still support. So what's basically happening with those two listings is the sellers aren't in reality. Well, I mean, that would be my opinion. There are some people that are panicking in the market now, and they well, are, They're, they're going to start panicking right. because uh, it's going to turn to a buyer's market. Well, the interest point. rates were, the, the peak was in November at 7%. They're down to a little over 6 now. So, I mean, we're already seeing some, some relief there. Right, so. but I think we're going to be at 6% for quite some time. I think so, time. too. And historically, that's not a bad rate. It's so. not really bad, no. Okay. Members of the board? I'd like to ask him a question. Please. H how does your house compared to the house next door? Um, the house next door, I'm going to address it in two ways, one in terms of its sale and one in terms I just of want to its know physical, square footage. Physical traits. It is physically larger than mine is. When it sold originally, not most recently, but originally, it sold for roughly $80,000 more than my property, which includes the home and the, the land. The original buyers who were friends have now moved away, so that's what I know what they sold for. Um, the physical house does have more upgrades in terms of interior um, design elements like enhanced cabinetry and enhanced flooring than mine does. Um, their pool, also a pool and spa, um, is about 30% larger than mine, although it is a corner property. Um, so although it's comparable in terms of overall size, 2,500 to 2,554 square feet, I believe his uh, is. 2,513. From the assessor perspective, it's similar. I think the, the difference is there's a partially covered patio that at times may be considered livable space. Right, but this, this sold for 800,000. And this is what, it did. And, and you had mentioned that you had done your math and went down eight, it went up eight point something percent, went down eight point something percent, so it would be equal, and she knocked ten percent off that, and it's you know still thirteen thousand above what you have, and from my perspective, it may be dated, but time trend analysis is one of the easiest things to figure out, and you know even and using your data it would say that you know to me that's almost like the best comparable size wise and. If there's any orientation perspective, it's exactly like yours being next door. If it was not for two additional facts, I might agree with you. One, it sold in less than 24 hours a year ago. The seller was very motivated. 
and actually took a full price offer that was a cash offer. Um, well, then so that's the telling that me if anything, year, if they well had then. helped, my but point was simply if they had held on just a moment or two longer, there would have been higher sales because well, sales were still upticking at the could beginning. Coulda, woulda, shoulda. You know, it is what it is. So the, the problem I have, if I take, if I take that price at 800,000 and I uh, hit it 10% or even 15%, mm -hmm. what did I do? I did, uh, I did let's take 700 and I at, take it, I took it, took it up to 770 for the appreciation in the market. And then if I take it down 10%, I'm back at the 700. And I mean, what, what at 15% just... that you just mentioned, it would be roughly 5% less. Yeah. Well, hmm. we, can, we can sit here all day and I know. At, pick at 2%, first case... 3%, 4%, and 5%. You know, the market is imperfect. You picked all two-story sales, which as appraisers up here, we would not use any of those for a comparison to your property. So your logic and analysis is flawed, in my opinion, in relationship to what's happening in the marketplace. One stories are always in higher demand than two stories. Any other members of the board? Um, Melanie, what, what adjustments did you make on your comparable number one other than the 10% time? The garage, I believe, because the garage is a little bit larger in square footage. Okay, because 10% would bring it down 70 something so there's a little bit more so 20 yeah like about okay. 720 and then a little bit more for the garage because the garage of the neighbor is a little larger square okay. footage all right thank you okay anybody want to make a motion i'll make a motion to accept the assessor's recommendation that it doesn't exceed, full, does cash not exceed full cash value please cast your votes you do have the right to take it to the state board if you're unhappy with us we do appreciate your courtesy not unhappy at all. I actually appreciate both taking me out of order and listening to me. I'm continue to, uh, to occupy your time and um, the audience's time for as long as I did. Be safe. Motion carries. Okay. Chairman, yes. I just want to remind the petitioner that I believe we have the forms in the back available to him if he chooses to file to the state. Okay, great. Thank you. All right, so what am I doing now? Going back to... Uh, Case number 763. Actually, the first page has case 33, I believe. Oh, I'm sorry. That's page two. Hang on. That, I don't have a page. Well, page two. We're missing a page. You don't, don't have, have page, page two? One. We don't have a page one. Page one is the agenda, well, the cover sheet, and then if you turn to the next page. Page two. Yes, page well, two. I read the first one, 763. Well, they're not here. That's one's been withdrawn. Okay. So All the right. first one highlighted is case 33, and the petitioner is present. 30. Where's 33 on this page? 33. Okay. Uh, Brittany Gahalan? Gillahan? Good morning. It's uh, Brittany and Bradley Gillahan. Thank you very much. Oh, address. Uh, address is 7635 West Camaro uh, Avenue, Las Vegas, Nevada, 89113. Thank you, sir. 
Melissa Burleson for the Assessor's Office. The case begins on page 90 of the Master Book. The subject property is a one-story, custom-built, single-family residence, which was newly constructed between 2021 and 2022. It is located in the southwest area of Las Vegas, just east of Buffalo and north of Wigwam at 7635 Camaro Avenue. The home consists of 6,204 square feet of above-ground living area and a fully finished basement, which measures 2,298 square feet. The home has a total of six bedrooms, five full baths, two half baths, and two attached two-car garages. Additionally, there is a detached 2,450-square-foot garage with 16-foot ceilings, an office, and a full bath. The assessor's office inspected the interior and exterior of the subject on January 12, 2023, and based on this inspection, reduced the quality class category of the property, resulting in a reduction of the originally appealed taxable value of $2,477,515 to a new taxable value of $2,202,272. The assessor's office believes that this new value does not exceed full cash value and is fair and equitable, so no change is necessary. Okay, great. Now, you do realize we have the ability to raise it, too, and not agree with the assessor. I understand. Okay, go ahead. Put your case on, Brad. Thank you. Appreciate you guys' time. Um, so, so I'm a, I'm not a realtor. Or I, I'm a, I own a masonry business, so I'm in the market as far as the construction side of things. Uh, this is my second home that I've built um, uh, by myself, uh, owner-builder. Uh, me and my wife, we built this home. Uh, we bought the land in 2020 and uh, began to, the process of the architectural, engineering, the, all the plans. And uh, by the time we started building, we uh, made the decision, do we, do we stop? Do we continue going with the raising material and labor costs? And we continued, we, we were pretty much uh, half in at that point, so we went ahead and, and built um, the cost uh, which was dramatically higher than it would be, would have been if it would have been a year or two earlier, uh, ended up being about uh, 1.297, so about 1.3 million. Um, Is that with the dirt or without the dirt? That's with the dirt. That's with the land. On the second page, it has I bought the purchased land for $250,000. Um, I. Uh, and also in that land, 15 feet of the back of it is a drainage easement that I'm not able to utilize or to uh, to do anything with. Well, uh, you can landscape it, but you can't build a structure on it. Uh, it I could landscape it, but it, it is active. That water okay. does go through, especially during the monsoon season. Does it? Okay. So it basically... So basically, I, you preferred almost to fence it off and be done with it. That's exactly what was done. <laughs> I, I built a retainer wall, so I never have any issues of flooding. And on your property? On my property. Got it. Okay. Yeah. And so it, it my property uh, loses that, that last 15 feet of it uh, at 150 feet wide. Um, the... This break, cost breakdown, I, I did do a lot of things my, myself as far as dirt work, um, the skills that I have that I've accomplished or have learned, um, but that I did not use those numbers in the, uh, 
the cost breakdown, I used actual bids, and I um, I have the bids, but there's that's quite a few pages to uh, fill out for you to have you guys have. Um, so I believe the the houses that were comped. Um, well, I guess first off, first off, my house is probably an appraiser's nightmare, uh, just because it has a basement. Uh, has a big. I don't have a problem with the basement. <laughs> There's just not that many around. And uh, also with the basement, it is, uh, I believe they have it down as 2,900 square feet. Uh, it's 12 inch block all the way around. So you lose a lot of living space with 12 inch block. Right, but we have to have walls to have the living space. Exactly, understand. Uh, it, it only has one bedroom, uh, one bathroom, and a storage closet down there. So if that was a 2,900 square foot home, that would not value the same as a, uh, with one bed, if a 2,900 square foot home had one bedroom, one bathroom, it would not value the same as a, as a four bedroom house that was down the road that was 2,900 well, square feet Well, I'm gonna assume well. she gave a different contributory value to the basement. Well, it is, yeah, it is definitely a yeah. basement, but yeah, there's, I, it's very, <laughs> it's almost as if it's unfinished because there's just carpet underneath. Uh, at the bottom, but it's a very wide open space. Heated and cooled? Uh, it is, well. It cooled automatically. Yeah, it's a basement. That's why it's so yeah. great uh, in Las Vegas. Uh, so what do you think it's worth? The home? Yeah. So when I first uh, evaluated it, I thought it was about one, I think what I put in my appeal, like one six. I don't think that's correct. I think it's probably at one, one eight, one nine. Um, I've, worked very hard to accomplish this house. I used the same contractors, uh, subcontractors, as uh, the homes down the street that I am. D.R. Horton? Uh, Pulte Homes, some of these Pulte, Pulte Homes, yeah. Pinnacle Homes, some of those okay. pro properties that I do. They are the same uh, subcontractors. Uh, as far as the design of the house, I think it's a beautiful design. I'm biased because well, I designed yours. it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but uh, it, I used, I utilized the space very, very good. Uh, the 16 foot ceilings, the reason those are so tall is because uh, the way the trusses were made, I actually designed the house for vaulted ceilings or to be uh, brought down. But because lumber prices were so expensive at that time, I actually opted out to not to do that and uh, had the uh, raised ceilings instead. Um, it would have cost more to uh, do the vaulted ceilings instead of that. Um, I I guess my case is that I I bid I I, um, I know that the taxable value and is uh, what they go off of the the assessed value and stuff is of the cost of the build. This is what it cost uh, drawn or exact amount. Um, I'm not a home builder uh, per se as a, that I do every every day. I am a subcontractor, but these are the exact numbers that it costs to build the home. And so that's, I guess that would be be my case compared to what the, the, the taxable value is. Well, and that, the, go ahead. The, this is your cost to build a home. Did you put in your profit? Uh, no, but I don't think that it would be uh, two times them <coughs> or no, do 100% What I'm profit. saying is when you look at the cost, you have to also look at your profit. And, and that's why. Plus your risk. That's why he went to 1.8 so, so. or 1.8. Okay. Yeah, about 1.8, yeah. Now, what I'm saying from is the 1. let's 3. talk 1.8, 1.9 like you were saying before. 
let's put the one two off the table. Yeah. Let's talk compare oh, apples. Oh, exactly. And I totally okay. understand that. Uh, and and remind and to remind you that that hard cost was in these these times where we saw the the lumber prices, the steel prices, everything go way up. Um, labor prices that I know of because I'm a subcontractor and they all came to me asking for more money. Uh, so th the, that is the number in that as well. So. Okay, great. Let's let's let the assessor put their case on and we'll see what we can do. Okay, sounds great. Thank you. So oh, one more. I, excuse me. One more question. Do you have backyard landscaping yet? I'm in the process of it. Okay. I have uh, almost pool, spa, almost pool. finished the pool, yep, pool and spa. What, 60, yeah. 80, 80 grand or 100? Uh, hard cost, again. Was your 60 maybe? Uh, no, it was 90. 90, okay. Yeah. Okay. Landscaping is going to be 50? <laughs> it's hard to say because that's going to be me and my, my two boys doing the, doing the work. Good. They're and, old enough to work now. <laughs> Fantastic. That's right. And that, is, that is a little bit... Uh, one of the things I might, um, from what uh, Melissa had come, so typically somebody builds a home or buys a home, they come and do the, the assessed value, and then they go in and do all these upgrades, they do everything. She has come, I mean, I really didn't have to do upgrades because I did upgrades at the time. I've done most of my landscaping, and she, and this value is off of the home complete, basically, besides the backyard landscaping. All right, let's let her put the case on and we'll rock and roll. Sounds good. Thanks. All right, uh, please refer to my comparable worksheet on page 98 of the master book. And I actually, all the calculations, all the numbers on this worksheet are correct. However, there was a couple of typos that transferred over somehow incorrectly, so I have a hard copy for you. It was basically the pool says that there is a pool, and there actually is a pool, but it was put on in supplemental. It's not part of this evaluation at this time. So um, that just has a yes. But the numbers, the adjustments all came out exactly the same. So Thanks. I just wanted you to have the correct thing in front of you there. Um, also, there's photos in here, too. Um, Mr. Dugan, you were asking about the backyard and all of that. There are photos uh, from my inspection. I believe those begin after the comparable worksheet. Okay, so um, comparable one is a two-story custom home. is the only one I could find of similar size, which is the only reason I used a two-story. It's 14 years older than the subject. It has no finished basement, fewer beds and baths, no detached garage. Um, however, it is on a larger lot, almost an acre, but um, adjustments were made for all of those items. Comparable two is a single story custom home. It's 16 years older than the subject, smaller with less beds and baths. It has no finished basement or detached garage either. It's located on almost two acres, but has an inferior location next to a busy school just off Rainbow and Wigwam. Comparable three, four, and five are all semi-custom track homes built by D.R. Horton between 2017 and 2019. These are smaller homes with no finished basements or detached garages. Um, Comparable 3 has an inferior location just off of Buffalo. Um, you may have noticed it if you've driven down Buffalo. It has a big mural on the side of it, which was not there originally when they purchased the property, by the way. Comparable 6 is the only custom home that could be located with a finished basement. It's a much smaller, older home. It's located on just over an acre 
in what I would consider an inferior area near the 15 freeway just east of Valley View and north of Pebble. And again, photos of the subject comparables from the, my field inspection as well as the comparable MLS, MLS listings are all in there for your review. It was difficult to find any comparable sales. This is the best I could do in the area. Um, but in conclusion, based on the adjusted sales comparables and the median adjusted sales price That's that came out to more than two and a half million, it's my opinion and the appraisal assessor's office opinion that the taxable value of $2,202,272 does not exceed cash value and no additional reductions are warranted. Mr. Chair, Jamie Jacobs for the assessor's office. Hi, Jamie. Hello. She, her pronouns. <coughs> um, just wanted to state for the record uh, uh, that the assessor's office obviously is bound by statute and, and, and regulations. And according to NAC 361.128, we are directed to use the Marshall and Swift cost manuals for all improved property. And that allows us to be equitable. So where his neighbors may have had hired a builder to build their homes, we use the Marshall and Swift just the same as his, so that we right. But we change quality versus yeah. And that's what her reduction yeah. was based on reduction so, of quality. But rather than uh, we'd be administrative nightmare to try to track everybody's what they put into their home. Oh, I, I that. get that. So, we get that. <laughs> so just so, want to state that for the record. So the question. So what do, what did we do for uh, what? So the building type you did a minus. What? Where, where's my value for the detached RV garage? Uh, $70 or $90 a square foot, excuse me. And it's 16 foot ceilings? Yeah. It's 16 foot ceilings, yes. What do we got? 14 foot overhead, couple 14 foot overhead doors? Uh, yes. And that's for, um, heated oh, I'm sorry, I'm looking, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at the finished basement. It's 45 for the garage, excuse me. 45 on the garage. 90, 90 for the, on basement. the basement. What do you got on the living area adjustment? 175. So comparable number three and four, I actually did both those sales for the sales. I did both those properties. They're mm -hmm. both D.R. Horton. Right. Um, the one on uh, Valdez was owned by a former basketball player. So there's a huge basketball court in the backyard, nice pool, small, mm -hmm. pretty standard inside on an acre. The 7852 Torino, I did not appraise that that high, okay? And it probably has $300,000 in the backyard. It's got volleyball courts. I mean, you name it, it's got it. I mean, you saw the pictures, right? Yes. Yeah. Well, there's... Yeah, but my thing is, that sold for 2-2, and it's 4,600 feet. It's smaller. You did... $90 on a contributory cost in the basement when it's basically just one big room, not heated and cooled, carpeted. No, no, it's heated. It, it is heated and cooled. Oh, it uh, is heated yeah. and cooled. Okay. It, it's just never there's, on because there's you don't need it. of that as well. Not of the bedroom and bath, but of the main, the large area. Right, but don't you think we get into an issue with excessive square footage? Some functional Possibly, obsolescence. but again, again, I'm using I mean, Marshall and Swift. I got so. 6,000 square feet above, and what do I got below? 20? 20, 29, including 29, the block I and everything. 50% below grade versus above grade. So, I don't know. So, members of the board, let's talk. I don't want to do all the talking. 
I did just have one more thing, Mr. Dugan. Sure, go ahead. The, the, I do want to remind you, just like you mentioned, that of what you appraised that home for and compared to what it sold for. And I feel like at that, at, uh, a lot of these comparables are they, the, the market was, was hard and, and it was name your price and th that's what they were getting. What it was actually valued and what it was appraised for was not, not close. And so it's hard <laughs> to compare those at that time, especially with how the market has already softened and here we are in uh, Well, the problem February. is we're talking about January this year, so we have to use data exactly. from last year. Exactly, so, I understand. Uh, uh, and, and the guy on, uh, on, on Chirino, he was adamant about getting two and a half million. <laughs> and if you, if you go back and look at the prices, both those guys paid, they barely paid one, two yeah, for each e one. Exactly. So they doubled their money, exactly. even though over a four or five year period versus yours, which is relatively new. Mm -hmm. uh, was I? Oh, no. Okay, go ahead. Anybody else, please? <laughs> Mr. Wade. Mr. Wade, can you turn your, your mic on and talk into the mic because it is recorded? Thank you. Can you hear me? <laughs> so, where on here is there a time trend analysis that was done for the ch any changing in the market conditions, or is there any discussion on that that I might be not seeing? Um, no, the only uh, no, I did not do any kind of time analysis. Okay. I brought one, but I I didn't know that I needed so many copies That's and everything okay. like that. That's okay. I mean, well, the, but the we we all kind of have seen where it's gone up and where it's. We know, we know what's going on. Yeah, comparable two, five, and six were at the beginning of 2022 before right. things went really berserk. So, okay. But you have to remember, Kelly, even six of 2022, they were at a probably lock-in 3% interest rate. So the price is affected by that for the first six months. Right, and so my question was twofold. Was, was, was there a time trend analysis done? And then, so was that considered? No. Any changes in market conditions? No. Okay. Okay. So we don't know. So we don't know. So we could probably hit these 10%. Mr. Mr. Chair, if I could just address that real quick. Yeah. So in our analysis, uh, an appraiser may put more weight on newer or more recent sales. Sure. That way that time trend doesn't, you know, affect. So again, it's more of the appraiser judgment as far as what weight, you know, they're going to put so, on the comparable. So, so we try to lean obviously more towards recent so ones if that's because we know there was the up and undown. Great point. So was that done here? How do I know that was done here? Well, I, I actually went with a median of all the sales, okay. um, which was two and a half million, and we we're below that. So I, I did not necessarily. Right, but I don't have one sale at two and a half million. I mean, your adjusted sale price, I got at two point that, six. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. But but the but the prop. See, so let me let me educate you a little bit. What I did when I did those two appraisals, I used the whole valley. I don't care if it's an acre in the northwest, an acre in the southwest, or an acre in the southeast. I went all the way out to Mission Hills because I've got D.R. Horton on there on half acre, three quarter acres, brand new or relatively new homes. If I'm looking for acreage, I'm not just looking in the southwest or the northwest. I'm looking in the whole valley. I wasn't really looking for acreage. I was looking for custom homes in that Well, valley. I understand, but, but if you looked at more of the market, the entire valley, you might have found some better sales. Here's the problem with this. This is a one-of-a-kind, very unusual, specifically built for their use, and it's got a lot of footage, uh, 
Did you stucco the outside of the RV garage, or you plan to, or just leave uh, it block? Uh, CMU. That's that's what I do as a company is block and so block. So you lock. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right, well, Kelly, and, go right and, ahead. And you don't suggest, or nobody's suggesting that the basement's a negative in terms of value. That it is contributing positively. To it the definitely property. is. Definitely yeah. is contributing okay. positive. And I understand, and that it's kind of a weird thing because of. The, the, the basement, uh, a lot of people are scared to go down in the basement or to, di to dig down and to go down instead of up as for builders cost-wise, but um, it, it really isn't that big of a difference. It's, it's really the initial, the labor to dig it and the digging uh, was, was done uh, at low cost. Thank you. So there was a sale. <coughs> on, uh, and I think it was in the last six months, over off like Gillespie, and uh, there was a sale off of like Gillespie, and... Uh, sale on eight? Well, there was one that sold for like two million, and he had a guest house, an RV garage, on an acre, oh, he abutted the park. God, I got a good memory. Because <laughs> uh, I appraised it, and I don't think I, I think I was, low in comparison to what he sold it for. But it abuts that park over there. Like Gillespie or Haven, and it's a dead end street. Does anybody have anything on that? I'm just curious what that's all. In that, in that area? In the same southwest area? East of Las Vegas Boulevard by the mall. Okay, I'm, I'm not familiar with It is Gillespie. in a rural area though. No, uh, no, it's, it's rural. It's yeah, the same as just this. Like, just like mine. I mean, Okay, well, members of the board, let's uh, make a motion. Tell us what you think. Nothing. You got to make a motion first. <laughs> because I'm not, I, these are tough, I, yeah, I agree. This is not easy. They're very difficult. I mean, these are difficult properties. Um, it's a difficult you know, property and a difficult time. But but at the same time, I'm looking at, at the comparable sales and stuff. They all seem to be inferior to me um, compared to your house. They're older. You know, the, there are some land adjustments and stuff, but you have a huge basement, you know, contributory value for that. You have the... I think you have a big over-improvement, uh, personally, and I think there's going to be some difficulty. I'm just uh, questioning whether the 2-2 um, uh, is, is appropriate. Um, I too. think it is, and I'm going to make a motion. But I don't think it does succeed at fair market value. Okay, you heard the motion. Cast your vote. Peeking over there, Mr. Dugan. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Motion carries. You got three that agree, one nay, and one abstain. Uh, stays at 2-2. Two, two. You do have the right to appeal it to the state board. Okay. So, uh, sorry, I don't understand. 2,202,272. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, you, can, you can take it to the state board. There's forms outside, uh -huh. uh, you know, and, and they'll look at it again. Yeah. Well, I plan to appeal 
every year until things get to a no, a nice where it gets to be a level market compared to where we're we may not get to a level stuff. market again yeah. who knows yeah. But, yeah. but you have a nice house, and, and like I said, you know, there are sales. I've looked at other sales. I don't have them right in front okay. of me. That pretty nice place, though. Mm -hmm. Okay. Let's go to the – I don't know what I'm doing here. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you for your courtesy. What's the next one? What's the next one? 178, Shy Barry. Barry Shy. Page 3. Did you skip page 3? Oh. Am I done with page 2? You're done with page 2. So you just oh. do you have the highlighted one that Tamika provided to you? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Sorry. So uh, 146. Sherna Scorsio. Mm -hmm. 146. Move down, everybody, so we don't have to waste any time. Please. We'll get, we'll get you out of here quicker. Otherwise, we may take a lunch break. Stay with you. Yeah. Oh, okay. 146. Did, did somebody, is 140, is, are you here? Yes. 146? Yes. Yeah, come on down, give me, give me your name and address for the record. Melchor Serna. Uh, the address is uh, 4915 Yuma, 89104, Las Vegas, Nevada. So you're down there off of Lamb and Charleston? Lamb and Charleston, yes. Yeah. Other area. Okay, great. Uh, the assessor's office. Good morning, Mr. Chairman, board. Monica Miller for the Clark County Assessor's Office. This case is an equity appeal. The case summary starts on page eight of the addendum. The subject property is a one-story single-family residence built in 2020. The total livable area is 1,910 square feet and it is located at 4915 Yuma Avenue, south of East Charleston Boulevard and east of South Lamb Boulevard. The parcel is 0.17 acres. It is recommended. No change to the taxable value. Okay, great. Go ahead, sir. So uh, I built this property back in 2020, but I didn't want to. I didn't want to argue the value back in 2021. Uh, so I noticed that the the value of the property went really high on this year, 2022. So I, I was looking on the comparison of the house, the, the square footage and everything, and I only found five houses. They're similar on the same area. They were sold in 2021. So that was that's what I presented uh, uh, to the assessor's office. So what do you think it's what do you think it's worth? Uh, the value that I think it's worth is uh, uh, under three hundred eighty thousand. Three hundred eighty. Yes. Okay. I would so, say more than uh, three uh, three seventy, because my house is valued more than my brother's house. Yours is valued more than what? Than my brother's. So my brother's and mine are the same houses, but mine has a patio on the side, so it has more value because of that reason. So I'm, higher, I'm thinking my house is 380000 so his has to be less. Well, we're not doing his, are we? This is his. You're, uh, yeah, but I'm I doing three houses. 146, okay. minus, I think it's So wait a minute, are we doing three houses? 
Yes, there's three cases, 146, 148, and 150. But they're going to be heard separately. But we're doing yeah, we got to do separately. Them separately. So this it. is yes. case 146. Okay. Let's let her put the case on, please. Okay, some of the cells that Mr. Cerna provided are <coughs> older cells. So like the Imperial Avenue ones that he did, they are from um, 2019. Um, the equity grid for the parcels that were provided by the petitioner begins on page 60 of the addendum. Oh, the building costs per square foot for the subject. Yes. The building cost per square foot for the subject is $130.92. The comparables range from $121.03 to $133.60. The cost per square foot varies due to such factors as the building square footage, building type, quality class. And then I also did the neighborhood analysis, and that's on page 61 of the addendum. And the building cost ranges from $126.37 to $130.92. And so the equity, equity grid shows that the costs are equitable. I have also provided a comparable sales analysis, which is on page 29 of the addendum. Cells one through four are within a mile of the subject and are one-story older homes that have been updated. Cells three and four have pools. The older homes in the subject's neighborhood that have been updated are selling for $197 to $252 per square foot. Cell five is a one-story newer home within three miles of the subject with similar characteristics. And its sales price is at $222 per square foot. Cells 6 through 10 are two-story newer homes within 2.22 miles of the subject that the petitioner provided. Um, it is difficult to find newer one-story homes in that area. The per square foot for the newer two-story homes range from $184 to $228. And the adjusted sales price per square foot ranges from $205 to $258. The subject property is on the low end of the range at $213 per square foot. Based on the equity analysis and the sales data provided, it is recommended no change to the taxable value of $406,289. This is an equity case? So we don't really care. All three of them. So we don't really, the sales comparison isn't what we're needing to look at so much, right? Oh, we checked them both? Okay. May I speak? I can read it to you just one moment. Okay. Um, my property is assessed at a higher value than another property that has an identical use in a comparable location to my property. And he used... Probably one of the next cases. The equity grid is on page 60, 60 and, 61. and 61. And that's, is that for, and you're going to use that, those same grids for... The next two for, cases. Um, I would like to do case 150 first because that is like 146. Okay. No, I'm house. just. Okay. Yes. Uh -huh. Okay. And then he, in his appeal form, he put the Imperial Avenue um, parcels that are in the petitioner's information in the master book. Um, but those cells are from 2019. So they have nothing to do with today. Do you understand that? Yes. But. Okay. Uh, uh, what I what I come out is that those on the same area there was only five houses built from 2020 to 2022, so I only took the ones that are newer because they have almost the same value. 
So the ones on the, the ones on the Imperial, they were sold on 2021, just a year before, for less pricing. Right, but there may have been only five homes built in this particular yes. area in the last six or seven years. So she's taking only under consideration old houses, but well, they she have nothing to do with old new houses. I, I understand, but it, she has to have something to base her analysis yes. on. Okay. So um, I'm only doing new houses because they're the same. We're looking at the same structure. Uh, even though the, the imperial houses, they have more square footage. Well, but here's the thing. We have to do these cases separate. Yes. So we're only dealing with this case now. And I understand. Yes. Are you representing it? Socorro, yeah. Do you have a letter from him saying you're authorized? I, I put it uh, along with the paperwork that they had. Okay, well, let's, let's, get to, let's handle this case. M members of the board, what do you guys think, ladies um, and gentlemen? On this grid, for the equity grid, where are his two that he's comparing it to his brother, brother. you said? The Imperial. Okay, the Imperial so houses? the Imperial. Which one's that? 3, 4, and yeah, page 60 of the addendum. Okay, 3 and 4. And 3, 4, and 5 are the Imperial Avenue ones. And they and are all larger. 420, 464. They are larger square footage. A little bit, 100 square feet. And so feet they're a little bit lower um, base. Um, and yeah. they're higher. Building cost. 200 square building. feet larger almost. Okay. So they're not all identical. There are differences, like um, I said, because there's um, quality class differences with like the two on Boulder Highway that he gave that are average quality class. And they're not fair averages. There's also. And those are all um, two. Ec the depreciate. The. Um, you know, depreciations are a little different because the ages of the homes right, are different. Right, and all, all, the, all the six down are all two stories, except for the last one. Twelve's the only other single story. Yeah. Okay, members of the board, what's your pleasure? Does it exceed full cash value or not? Is, is it equitable? So why is his extra features 21 versus, or just the reasoning why there, his extra features are 21,000 something and the other three on Imperial are all at 11. What's that 10,000? Um, they have a patio cover on, let me pull those up so I can. What's that about 10 by 16 or something it looked like? Yeah, there's a storage building on okay. those. Um, is this storage on a concrete it. slab or is it really personal it. property? They have um, track block wall for the fence, a 225 square foot storage. And I just went to up just the differences between the two. Yeah, a 925 okay. square foot brick paving. And so I'll look up the Imperial ones because sometimes they can have concrete and brick is more. Okay. Cost per so it's not, but it's not that much. It, yeah, we're we're we got a covered patio and, and that the covered patio is 10 okay. grand by itself. And they all the 75 by 100? They got to be, Kelly. They're, they're all, they're, the lots are all. Yeah, yeah but some are But they're fish, all yeah. given the same price on the lot, I think. Okay. Yeah, no, no, you're fine. I like the question. Okay, make a motion, somebody. 
I basically don't see a, a change of anything here. It all looks that everybody's equitable, from my perspective, anyway. Okay, so on the equity issue, you're making a motion to deny the petitioner's request and accept the assessor's information regarding the equity position of this property. Please cast your yes. votes. Okay, motion carries. You have the right to appeal it. Let's hear your next case, 148. Name and address for the record. May I request that we do case 150? Oh, I'm sorry, 150 you oh, wanted to do Thank you. First. Okay, 150 first. Name and address for the record. Melchor Serna. Thank you, sir. You're welcome. Monica Miller for the Clark County Assessor's Office. This case is an equity appeal. The case summary starts on page 188 of the addendum. The subject property is a one-story single-family residence built in 2020. The total livable area is 1,910 square feet, and it is located at 4550 St. Louis Avenue, south of East Charleston Boulevard and east of South Lamb Boulevard. The parcel is 0.166 acres. Is the opinion of the assessor's office no change to taxable value? Okay, so I have... Does he have an authorization to do these other properties? Does he have a letter to do these other properties? This is his property, 150 is his property. Well, the name's different. I mean, the name's different on this. I, I, he owns all three of these. I own only 4550 San Luis. That's the one where you mentioned right now. Yeah, so, right, so does he have a letter of authorization to even talk about the other two? He was authorized on the last one. His, he's the brother of the owner and they- Gave they, him a letter? The Gave owner signed letter. the appeal form and put his name in the agent area. And, okay, all right, so I just okay. wanna make sure that we- Yes, and the, the big thing for the board, just so you know, what we are concerned about is who signs the appeal form. If the owner signs the appeal form and they want someone else to come and represent them, that's perfectly fine, but, it's, but the owner has to sign the appeal form. If the owner doesn't sign the appeal form and someone other than the owner signs it, then they have to have a separate authorization right. to have the authority okay. to do that. All right, okay, Thank you. great. So your analysis is the same as your property? Yes. Yes? Well, I just, I just want to ask, why are they considering all these old houses? Like, it doesn't make sense. Well, like they told me, they told me I can only mention new houses, new, new development houses, but they're not taking those on, on consideration and they're taking 1977 houses that has nothing to do with uh, newer houses. And she's, she just, uh, because there's no other houses been built in the last two years on that same area only those houses. Those are the only five houses that have been sold from 2020 and up. Okay, let's let her answer that question and put on her case. Thank you. I would like to incorporate my testimony from case 146. In addition, I would like to add that this property has an additional 900 square foot patio cover. And like I said before, it's harder to find newer one-story homes in this area because it's an older neighborhood. Um, and I did find some of the older homes in that area and right in that <coughs> specific area, 
that have been um, updated and some have okay. been renovated and the cost per square foot if I feel if they are willing to pay for an older home that have been updated um, at the 197 to 252 a square foot that a newer home would be worth that much and we have these lower than you know in that range. Okay, and what do we got two. this at for square foot? Um, this one we have it at 221 per square foot. And I want to also mention that this home does have a 900 square foot patio cover that the property on case 146 did not have. Okay. And so um, the adjusted sales price per square foot ranges from 205 to 258 per square foot. The subject property, like we said, is at 221. And so based on the sales data provided and the equity analysis, we recommend no change to the taxable value of 421864 Members of the board. Um, so in this market, this, this Vegas Manor um, market, um, the use of the older sales is it's difficult because every, it's older. They're all older. Um, and in this market, the older properties, if all things are equal, are going to sell for less than, than new. If everything's equal and one's got 2021 year built and one's got a 1985 year built or whatever, the newer sell for more, correct? In my opinion, usually. Okay. Yes. I right, just want to make sure. Thank you. <laughs> You're right, Mr. Wade. Any, anybody else? Kristen? I just want to add, on your assessor sketch, it only shows a 300-square-foot patio, and you're talking a 900-square-foot covered patio? On page 216? It does on the overhead, yes. So um, what's the 900-square-foot? Is there something else there we don't know? Pavers or something? No, it's on the record. Yeah. It's on the 900 square foot. Is on. It just is not on the sketch. It's not on the sketch, but um, okay. it is reviewed. All right. um, open door. So okay, on this one, Go ahead, the range is like 144 to 212, and we're at 221. Is that correct? The adjusted sale prices. The price per square foot on page 246. I just want to make sure I'm looking at this correctly. For the equity, yes. So, um, yeah, so um, for the comparables that he provided, it's from $121.03 $121 to $133.60, and he's at $130.92. And then for the neighborhood, it ranges from $126.37 to $130.92. But the difference are um, also the square footage, um, depreciation. So looking at the taxable value price per square foot, mm -hmm. 144 to 212 is the comparables, right? One, two, three, one. I don't know, that 144 I think backs up Boulder Highway you said or something. 
Page Jamie, 246. I want to make sure we're talking about equity. We're not, yeah, these are equity. So is this one equity this or market? Equity. He, he marked equity. equity on the case. Okay, so I'm on 246, which says equity comparison properties. Oh, so you're looking at the total purchase. Yes. So the pat, um, like. So you're saying his property is superior to everything. Well, there's other differences from, like you have depreciation also on like the neighborhood. Are you looking at the neighborhood one or the? Um, I'm just looking at the far right column. He's looking at the total. Page two forty. Total price per right, square but foot. I have a neighborhood equity yeah, grid and also the um, comparables that he provided. Um, the ones he so provided are on page 246. Yeah, it would have been. Okay. I, I got to tell you, I'd rather have the year built in here than age. It makes more sense. I mean, I understand. This but it's the effective year column? It's the effective year column. Is it? Okay. So really the top okay. five is oh, what I we see. want so to So the top, with. well, even considering the top five, 101, 107, and we're at 221, my question is what makes his superior? That's the Does the patio... That's the extra yeah, features. The extra features the patio, and it's okay. built in 2021. Well, Which the first five are 21 and, and 2019. No, the house was built in 2020, not 21. It says 21 on here. Right. <laughs> the effective year is the first time it is oh, put on the, the tax roll. It came roll. on the roll. Yeah, gotcha. so it's on the tax roll. Okay. Okay. Melody so, Garfield with the assessor's office. I just want to clarify that in an equity case, we want to be sure that we're applying the costs equitably. Sometimes it doesn't result in the price per square foot being the same because sense. you can have differences in living okay. area, you can have differences in amenities. Somebody could have a pool, not a pool, casita. Yeah. There's lots of things that will change that result, but the equity is in the application of the law and in the costs that we uh, that building square footage cost that okay, we, that we put on. I just want to clarify so that. So one question. Don't you think it's more efficient to look into the another property's value than just looking by the square footage? Now, wait a minute. We, we, this isn't time for you to banter with the assessor. If you want to have questions with them, she'll be more than happy okay. to talk to you after we're done. Uh, can I get a motion here? I'm going to make a motion to that the assessor's... Uh, Evaluation does not exceed full market, or is equitable, I'm sorry. It is equity. equitable and yeah, it doesn't equitable. exceed uh, what the competing properties are within the neighborhood. Please cast your vote. You do have the right to appeal this. Motion carries. Sorry we couldn't help you. Go to case 148. Name and address for the record. Melchor Serna. <coughs> Thank you. Is an equity appeal. The case summary starts on page 67 of the addendum. The subject property is a one-story single-family residence built in 2021. The total livable area is 2,185 square feet, and it is located at 4860 St. Louis Avenue, south of East Charleston Boulevard and east of South Lamb Boulevard. The parcel is 0.23 acres. It is recommended no change to taxable value. Okay, so set your analysis. No, 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 this is different. Okay, go mm -hmm. ahead. So this house was b first built in 2020, 
uh, and sold on July of 2020, the same house. Uh, the address is 4770 San Luis. It has the same structure, everything is the same, same square footage, everything. So it was sold for 350,000 on, on July 2020. Okay, and so what do you think it's worth? I think it's worth uh, 420,000. 420, okay. Go ahead, please. We'll see what she says. Okay, I would like to address that um, sell from 2020. Um, I pulled it up on MLS. It was only on the market for one day. Um, they had it listed for 339,900. It sold for 350,000. So I believe if they had it on the market longer than that, it would have sold for more. And also that sale is from 2020. And it sold for how much in 2020? 350000 So 2020, 350000 2020, 350000 Add 35% to that. So another 122.5. So it's 372.5 in appreciation, less 10% or something. And what are you at? We are at 485,533. And how many square feet is that? 2,185. And this is an equity? 0.23 acres. And this is an equity? Yes. So your equity analysis is different than the previous two? Uh, yes, because of the square footage, we pulled the houses that were closer to square footage. Right. The equity on page? Page, page 125 is the ones that the petitioner provided. And I want the yours. Page of your 126. So when you looked at this sale in 2020, is it from brother to brother or something or any of that, or is it an arm's length transaction? It did, okay, okay. Well, with 2,100 feet, in 2020, you sold it for uh, 2,100 square feet. It's a pretty good buy, even in Vegas Manor, uh, with a brand new house, fencing and landscaping. Yeah, there's front. Is that metal or wood front fencing on that on page 84? That's this is the subject matter. Looks like metal. I believe it's metal. It's kind of hard to tell with the picture quality. I got to tell you, they made a great deal on this at three fifty at one hundred and sixty-six dollars yeah, a foot. That's what I was telling you. Yes, but it was difficult time because the the market it was like people didn't know. Everybody what to was do. scared because of COVID. Yeah, yeah. No, I get it. That's what happened. But it changed on two thousand and twenty-one. That's why also putting those other properties on Imperial as a comparison as well. Okay. Now, did you go through? You're going to go through this. Okay, please. The equity grid for the parcels that were provided by the petitioner begins on page 125 of the addendum. And like I said before, the parcel at 477 St. Louis Avenue property is at $127.58 per square foot, which is the same cost per square foot as the subject. Um, the differences in cost per square foot for all the comps the petitioner provided are due to 
such things as um, building square footage, building type, quality, class, et cetera. The neighborhood equity analysis is on page 126 of the addendum. The cost per square foot ranges from $123.82 to $128.71 per square foot. And the older homes do have more depreciation. I also did a comparable sales analysis, which is on page 86 of the addendum. God, you guys are all over the place with these page numbers. Um, was there any account giving that this property has no landscaping or minimal? No, we just put on um, fencing, paving. This has brick pavers. Oh, so you don't even count no, between? Sprinklers, maybe. Maybe okay. sprinklers. So this is 200 square feet larger than the other two, mm -hmm. right? Correct. Mm -hmm. And we're at 420 on those, and now we're going to 485 on this. And the land value is slightly Free higher, car too. Garage. Do you have anything else you want to say? Um, I could do my comparable sales analysis on page 86. But it's um, an equity appeal. But it's an equity appeal. Yeah, but so you the don't, price don't per square foot, you know, we're in range with what the. So I'm looking at the, on the equity graph, you have three, four, and five, or have a building. Uh, cost of 323.6 and we're at 369 and I is that all square footage and the garage included in there and how would you break that down I'm sorry Mr. Albert what page are you on which uh, parcel 125 125 which is the those are the comps is that the um, yeah I'm trying to look at the ones that they're within 100 square feet of each other and I'm guessing the garage is different and the patio slightly larger than theirs, but less than 90. And the garage is bigger, almost twice the size. So how do we get from 323 to 369 with uh, one extra garage stall, a little bit extra square foot on the patio and the living area? And it does have another, sorry, it has 3% depreciation. Um, it's 1.5%, so there's more depreciation on that home. There's also a land value difference. Mm -hmm. <coughs> mm, okay. Also, bathroom fixtures are different. So anything not in red are differences. Anything in red are the same. So an yeah. extra bath will have extra fixtures. And then my brother does. We, I, I help him build it. You helped him build it? Yes. 
we really we really like the house on 4770 San Luis, so we decided to make one just like it. Okay. Okay, members of the board, what do you want to do? Anybody got an opinion? Make a motion. Is it high? Is it low? What is it? Well, when you look at comparing it to the property he provided, it's the same building cost per square foot and differences for depreciation or land or whatever are all accounted for. So I would say it's equitable within the neighborhood. So you're making a motion stating that do you agree with the assessor's office? I make a motion. I agree with the assessor's office that it's equitable. Okay, you heard the motion. Please cast your vote. <coughs> motion carries. It's been denied, but you can repeal it to the state board. Thank you for your courtesy. Thank you. Uh-huh. So let's take 10 minutes. All right, let's call the meeting back to order, please, seeing that everybody's here. Uh, case 104, Murphy, please. Good morning, Dallas Tripp with the Clark County Assessor's Hang on, Office. Dallas. Oh, sorry. I got to get his name and address. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I know you're I can tell you're ready to go. Good, good, good morning. morning, sir. Good morning. James Murphy, M U R P H Y, 1119. Pinto Horse Avenue, 
Henderson, 89052. Okay. Case 104. Go ahead, Dallas. Now you can rock and roll. Ah, uh, thank you, sir. Um, Dallas trip with the Clark County Assessor. The uh, case begins on page uh, 322 in the master book. And the assessor recommends holding taxable value at 700. Well, no, you got to tell me what the property is first. Okay, the subject is uh, 3,350 3, square foot one story, built in 2005, situated on a 0.22 acre elevated lot with rear city uh, mountain view. The amenities include a three-car garage and pool. The subject is in Sunridge Summit Heights, a gated community general, generally located at Eastern and Summit Heights Parkway in Henderson and the assessor recommends holding taxable value at $781,914 based on the market sales and equity analysis. Okay, go ahead, Mr. Murphy. Thank you. So um, in the email correspondence with Mr. Tripp, um, it'll be noted for the record that um, there's an issue with respect to the abatement percentage that was used um, over a period of three years where apparently the Back in the 2018-19 year, starting in that year, apparently the, uh, all the abatement percentages were reset. And unlike in prior years, um, all the way back to 2005 when we first, um, well, we actually Yeah, but we're, we're, Mr. Murphy, we're only dealing with this year. So okay. in other words, I don't care. I, they can't even go back that far. Okay, You've I just got wanted, an issue with that. Yeah, I just wonder, um, and, and we are formally appealing the abatement in a separate uh, forum, I guess, which I wasn't aware wasn't covered in this, but Mr. Tripp uh, yeah, it's, had mentioned. Yeah. So, okay, I just wanted to mention that yeah. because that, that does have a, uh, an effect on the cumulative value, apparently, that's well, being used. We, we only care about the market value of this property. Okay, all right. So Mr. anything Mr. else that you have an issue with, you got to take up with them or you got to go deal with the treasurer's office or the state legislature. Okay, yeah, apparently there's a separate process and I've already filled yeah, out that paperwork. Yeah, it's got nothing to do with this board. Okay, all right. Mr. Dugan, um, real quick, I just want to make it clear because he said something about um, it has to do with evaluation. The tax abatement is a completely separate thing. It has nothing to do with the way we value. It has nothing to do with an increase or a decrease in value. Um, the abatement law has nothing to do with value, period. It has everything to do with taxes. I just want to make that clear so the petitioner understands um, that it has no impact on the way we value property at uh, all. Understood. Okay. Understood. Okay, go ahead, sir. Um, okay. Uh, obviously, um, market values today are significantly different than just nine months ago. Uh, I noticed that the, the property... The most recent comp that was used uh, was from March of 22, and then the, the next most recent of the same floor plan, same model, um, I think is even four months older than that. So uh, for example, you could have looked at any of the, uh, whether it's Zillow or Realtor.com or any of those, which I understand are very subjective. but. The value, um, even as recent as May or June of 22, was uh, roughly a million one fifty or a million one thirty, and if you were to check those same publications now, it's at under a million dollars. So there's 170 thousand dollars just in nine months. Zillow, Redfin, and that means absolutely nothing to us. Uh, understood, but yeah. but it, but it does have. There is it, some correlation. There is no correlation. <clears throat> only, Zero correlation. Only way it works is if I got a thousand homes with five floor plans. 
then it's got consistency and sufficient data to work. If you're in a small development, your Sunridge is what, 60, 80 homes? Roughly, yeah. Yeah, there's no, not gonna be any consistent data in that development su to support a value conclusion, in my opinion. Go ahead. That's okay. Yeah. So we don't we don't we don't care about that. So There's go no ahead. No way and, to test it. Yeah. Okay. We don't we have we we don't work for Zillow or Redfin, so we have no way to know what they're doing. I, I understood, but for the layperson, you know, the the homeowner, the sure. taxpayer, we we really don't have much else to go by, and and there has to be some correlation. Obviously, if you look at values, you know, it's not the same as it was five years ago. Uh, and all I'm all I'm making is the point that it, to the value today is. And there's no secret to this. Everything is down 15 to 18% from just nine months to a year ago. So that's one consideration. Um, the other thing is... And, and just for your information, 2020 to 2022, it went up 25 to 35% valley-wide. Uh, understood. So what yeah. goes up goes down and vice versa. Uh, understood, okay. yeah. I, I just don't know at the point in time when this analysis was done uh, for the appraisal, it was probably in that six to nine months range ago at a time when, you know, there was an unprecedented increase in values, which is no longer the case today. Well, I, I can't tell you, I mean, I concur with that, but I, D Dallas hasn't put his case on, so you're putting us through information that we don't know what Dallas did. He might have hit every one of these sales 10% sure. for a time adjustment. So sure. uh, I don't know if he didn't explain that to you, Dallas. Did you have a chance to chat with him? Um, yeah, we had a, we had a conversation about that. So okay, um, wait a all right. So let, let me let Mr. Murphy. I I don't want to get this record recorder's mad at me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thank you. In Thank Sarah you. Too. All right. I want to keep them happy. Um, so there's two components that are, are of interest to me. One okay. is the the land valuation, where I understand because we're somewhat elevated on. I wouldn't call it a bluff necessarily, but there's a $30,000 view premium, if you will, uh, from 220,000 for the neighbor right across the street to 250,000 for the row of homes on our side of Pinto Horse, which, um, I, you know, I'm not an expert at this, but my view from my yard is basically two things, the side of a mountain and the back of the home at the end of stage stop. So, you know, I, I take issue with that relative to the fact that a lot in the same community at 0.33 acres, which is um, property. Well, but wait a minute. Are you doing a valuation or are you doing an equity? What are we doing here? Well, I'm, 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 just, I'm just trying to well, present my case, but if you'll just give me a minute. Okay. I, yeah. So if you look at property 139, which is 2161 Horse Prairie Drive, for example, it also has a pool. It's the same exact floor plan. It has 0.33 of an acre. Mine is 0.22. So that's essentially a 50% larger piece of land than what I'm sitting on, and yet has a $30,000 less land valuation, which to me just doesn't, doesn't make sense when you consider the value of land and what it's done. So that's one piece. The other piece is the building value 
uh, of 479, let's just call it rounded up, 479,000, is essentially um, 21,000, basically $20,000 above the other comparable homes at 468 to, four, I'm sorry, 10,000, 468 to 478. And consistently, every, every single home with the same square footage within a quarter mile distance, some within across the street, also all have pools, also each have at least the same size property or larger, um, has a smaller land value and a smaller, or, uh, and a smaller uh, building value. So at $233 a square foot, compared to roughly 225 to 227, um, it would seem that our property is not valued properly relative to the exact similar home. Obviously, there's some differences with respect to landscaping and so on, but so, we'll... So what do you think your house is worth? In terms of total value? Yeah. Market value? Well, as of right now, I'd say it's probably, that I could actually sell it, like you say, cash value, I'd say probably 975. Because okay. if Zillow was saying 995, yeah, but they and again, the, they have you at 781. Mr. Dugan, this is an equity appeal. He did check that box on page 413. Okay, that's why I was confused a little. Okay. All right. Okay, well, here's the deal. You can think what you think until I hear from him. Of course. I don't know anything. Sure. Okay? Because, as you would say, you're a layperson, and you look at Zillow and Redfin and all that. And as an appraiser, i got to tell you, I think I've looked at Zillow once in my entire career. Oh, you don't know what you're missing. I'm missing, to be very honest with you, I'm missing nothing. Right. You know, because yeah, I but, think but, I'm smarter that, than Zillow. No, I understand. But the general population, I mean, that's all we have understand. to go by. Every, and it seems to dictate the market. Everybody wants to tell me about Zillow. That's all they ever want to talk about. <laughs> all right, Dallas, talk to us, please. All right, so thanks. Um, uh, market analysis is on page 334. I'll go over that, and then I'll talk about the equity issue after this. So the comparable cells were selected based on similar characteristics and location. All cells located in the subject subdivision. Four sales were model matches. The recommendation uh, based on the evidence is to hold value. And uh, regarding the sales comparison, we do have a s the four model matches. They were dated. None of them were time adjusted downwards. Um, the ones in 2021 sold in, uh, two of them sold in October 21. Uh, one in March of 2022. Uh, there is a sale uh, in uh, November of 2022, which is the most recent sale. That's Comp 2. Uh, same neighborhood. It's 300 square foot less than his. Um, it sold for 975. Um, so I believe that you know, really no other adjustments need to be applied to any of the sales to indicate that our market value is uh, overvalue. Uh, regarding uh, the equity issue, you can turn to uh, page 336. And oh, I'm sorry. Um, page 425 is the equity. I, yeah, I don't know where I where these my numbers came from. That's okay. Don't worry mistake. about it. We're not worried so, about that. Long <laughs> I apologize for that. I'm very um, happy. Anyhow, um, page 425, um, those are the uh, 
equity comps that the petitioner had supplied to me, and I looked at them on a comparison basis. Um, they're all model matches, same size home. Um, as stated earlier, his property is on an elevated lot. It's about, it's 30 feet elevated from his backyard, from the house behind him. And so- Wait a minute, is there a house behind him or a mountain behind him? It's a, yeah, uh, and there's a there's an aerial map on page- Oh, I see it, okay. Yeah, so it's about 30 feet elevated, 30 feet elevated. So, so you know what you, two things you have, Dallas. Number one, you're elevated, so you may have a partial city view, but you have a lot more privacy too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and the neighbors and, below. Right, and, and it's, uh, so that's where the land value- Is different. Um, we have a $30,000 uh, adjustment for the because of the view. And yes. the privacy. And the privacy, and that's, so his land value is 250, the, the, all the, equi all the um, equitable comps stated were 220, so that's $30,000 And difference. most of the comps that are there probably back to another property. Um, yeah. The, okay. as far as the improvement portion, uh, it w was stated that his at 478, 779 is higher than the others. If you look uh, there, the, Im the improved portion of 472 comps have the same um, improvement, value. improvement value at 478, 779. Uh, the only reason why the other two don't is because they are an age older, so they're getting a little bit, that f that difference between 478 and 464 is the one and a half percent depreciation that that uh, is applied. So overall, you know, that they're we're equitable. We're splitting apples. Yeah, I don't um, think, Dallas, I got a question for you. There was a sale, I know it was right at the peak of the market on 1108 Pinto Horse. That's not on your grid at 1.125 million, model match, pool. Do you have MLS access on your um, I do have MLS access and what, what um, when did that sell? Uh, July of 22. That's across the street though, isn't it? Yeah, well, it, yeah, and it, but it still it supports has no view. No view and it's <coughs> I, know, I know it's an equity deal, but can you tell me if I gave you the parcel number how it's taxable value relates to the subject? Um, that, it would probably be difficult for me to do because I don't have our record. I'd have to go to, you know, maybe. Yeah, we can well, look it up here okay, while we um, finish. Did you is have it a, is a model match as well? Yes. Because if it was a model match, my, my assumption would be it's gonna be have the same improvement value if it's got a, you know, the pool and, or if it's the same model and if it's the same age. It okay. should have the same, but it would have a, uh, $30,000 less improvement value, or land value. Land value. Uh, 178-31-817-045. It has a pool, it's nice, nicely landscaped, uh, looks like a nice home, wood shutters. And it's all for a million 150. And I may not have used a sale. <coughs> I mean, I do have MLS access, and I try to pick the best sales possible. Um, it, you know, being in July, I knew that's the peak of the market. I may even if you dropped it 15 percent or something. You're the thing is, is I guess overall, and and but I want to know how it works equitably. Why? But you know, the house is in there, or we're 
somewhere around a million or a little bit more. And you have this thing at seven something. So from that perspective, I'm not worried about the valuation, but as long as this one gels with the equity, I don't <coughs> see any difference. Oh, oh, yeah. You know what? Well, let's, let's take a look. Help. If you, I do have something here. I just got to get. Hang on. I think ja Jamie or Marianne. Hey, what can you give me a, the address of that parcel, please? We're, we're working on it. We have it for you. We just, it's a split lot. Um, we have oh. some district lines that go between, so we need to get both lots to get the value. So we're working on that. We'll have it for you here in just a minute. Okay. The, the other thing to consider, if I may, is uh, the age of the property. We were one of the very first um, homeowners in that community. And so I, I don't know exactly when these other properties. Um, it was 2007, by the way. So it's yeah, like a couple so years older. Yeah, we're, I mean, we, were, we were November or December of 2004. Okay. So we're one of the very, very first. Um, right, but set. on the equity case, the, the five, the four comparables, 2004, four, and 2005, and five, and yours, they say, is 2005 when they picked you up. So they're all the same. Right, but if you look at those. Um, I, I don't have to. I look at the building and yes. I look at the land. The only difference on two of them is the land on Four of them is the land value because of your elevated site and two of the others, first two, have a little less upgrades or something and it's pretty irrelevant. In other words, I can't sit here and say, gosh, this has a 10 by 30 patio, this one's got a 10 by 20. I understand. And, you know, and this one has a little bit more pool service, surface, uh, <coughs> larger spa, maybe a waterfall. 10 grand it, it's, is what it is. Jamie, talk to me. Sure, Jamie Jacobs for Clark County. Uh, so the building value that we have on the property that Mr. Albert mentioned was uh, 558,546. The land value at 220,000 for a total of 778,546. So very similar. Yeah. Yes. So if anything, okay. that's higher. Yeah. That's yeah. higher. I make a motion that uh, the assessor's valuation does not exceed the... Can, can I add value. something? Um, Oh, it's equity? Okay. Yeah. Um, Go ahead and let him add something first okay. real quick. Sure. Go ahead. Thank you. Sorry to interrupt. Um, when it comes to the privacy and the view that was mentioned earlier, um, the property's on stage stop, and you'd have to be there to, I don't know how good the image is, but um, they, those properties are, their yards are actually looking directly down into our yard. So while we do have privacy from the property directly behind us, which is 25, 30 feet below us, that is true. We don't have privacy from the other properties on, uh, on state, which right. look direct. So in other words, I just want to. Not your backyard. I'm, I'm sorry? The, the houses you're referring to are looking at the front of your house. They're elevated, looking at the front of your house while you're looking. No. No, they're, they're actually okay. behind the property, looking down into the back of our property. I, I get it. But if that matters. Yeah, I, it's not going to change our opinion. Okay. Tim? Tim? make a motion that the valuation is equitable and no change. Okay, please cast your vote. You have the right to appeal this to the state board if you like, sir. Thank you for your courtesy. Uh, motion carries. We agree with the assessor. Thank you. Okay, thank you. Richard Naft, please. Case number 237. Name and address for the record. Uh, Richard Naft, 1349 
via Savona Drive, Henderson, Nevada, 89052. Uh, thank you. Um, case 237 begins on page 874 in the master book. Um, the subject is a 2,249 square foot one story built in 1997 situated on a 0.17 acre lot. Amenities include a three car garage general located, generally located at Eastern and Seven Hills Drive in Henderson. And we are recommending to hold the taxable value at 461,792 based on market sales analysis and also equity. Um, is this an equity too? Yes. Okay, go ahead, sir. Uh, I appreciate being in front of so many uh, learned people. <laughs> um, kind of feel like I'm on Sharp Tank or something. There you go. Uh, okay, well, uh, everything was going along fine uh, until uh, the last uh, year I've been uh, considering doing a reverse mortgage and uh, boy there's a lot to that but anyways uh, I get the tax bill and uh, I see my it's gone up and then I get a call from the person who was helping me to do the uh, Please don't tell my kids, but because they hate reverse mortgages. But anyways, um, it's your money. You can do whatever you want with it. Well, they don't. Sometimes kids. They don't think like yeah, that. <laughs> that that's, that's a good point, but reality. So anyways, uh, I get a call back, and they says, uh, "I'm sorry, Richard. Um, your your house has gone down. We can't give you the numbers that we had told you." So, and that was the same time I got my tax bill. Um, and uh, I don't want to be redundant, but, but so on page 873, um, it tells me what my tax bill was for 2021. And it tells me what the tax bill was for 2022. And then it tells me what the tax bill is going to be for 2023. Uh, everything, I mean, I, I have um, looked at houses for sale. Um, they're definitely, I think uh, when you, when from what I've heard from the other people, when you say houses have dropped 10 to 15%, uh, since you've all, you're all very seasoned people, you know that when houses crashed, they actually went down by 70%, and Vegas is a very volatile place. We depend on Californians to move here, but um, I just uh, I just don't quite get it. Why, if everybody is well, telling me that prices have gone down, and we've heard that, why is my tax bill going up? So that that's my. Marianne, you want to explain this to um, him? Sure. The, the, the thing is, is value and taxes are completely separate. Um, and tax bills that we currently have, just in a broad sense, the majority of folks that are living in older homes are not paying taxes on their current value. Because we've been abated for so long, meaning we are paying something less than what our values are indicating, 
you're going to continue to have an increase until it actually meets what your value currently is at. So most of us aren't getting taxed at our full value. We're getting taxed at something much less than that. So because of that, we're gonna to continue to see increases in taxes. But that issue with that has nothing to do with this board. I'm just explaining that to try to help the taxpayer a little bit. This board's job is to look at the value um, and just determine whether or not A, we've exceeded full cash value, or B, if we've valued inequitably with the surrounding properties. And if it's an owner-occupied property, it's gonna go up 3% per year until you sell it. So the uh, the assessment doesn't really matter. No. Like in other words, the- No, because there's an like, abatement yeah. and your value is actually capped. Not the, artificially not the value, not the value, the taxes. The taxes, so, uh, the taxes are held down. So the appraisal doesn't really- So your matter. house could be valued at a million and your, your taxes or your assessed valuation would be this. Not the taxes value, to be just the, the taxes. <laughs> okay. So the appraisal, but we don't do taxes, okay. so. But the, so the appraisal doesn't really matter in my case. It, it does matter to the extent that at some point, you know. The it, abatement it, they, may come off. It may come off or it may catch up, but just to kind of give a better example, if let's just say your home was worth 500,000 one year and it was worth a million the next year, let's just say we had that huge increase you wouldn't be paying taxes on the million dollars, You're only, but you are gonna pay taxes on 3% increase of that because your original tax bill was based on that 500,000. So, but when it comes down, so let's just say the value came down from that million dollars down to 750,000, you still are gonna get a 3% increase because 750,000 is much higher tax bill than a bill of 3% higher over a $500,000 value. And this abatement went in in 2005? Uh, 2005 was when it was passed. We've had it for 17 so they, years. So the state legislature realized that the values were appreciating too much and people couldn't afford to pay X dollar taxes, so they put in the abatement to save people and to make it more affordable for us to have people move in. So anyway, it, okay. It, okay. I, I don't know what to tell you. Let's let Dallas put his case on. Okay, uh, thank you. Um, the market, is, market analysis um, can't page begins on page 880, and the comparable cells were selected based on similar characteristics and location. There was one model match, uh, it was comp number two. It sold in December of 2022 for 625,000, and um, it was real, real 0.03 miles from the subject, very close. Um, and the recommendation based on the evidence is to hold value. I use the median um, adjusted value in that comp sheet. So, you know, at 625, or market says, market supported value was 625, he's at 461, so we're just not gonna leave, we're gonna leave that alone. Um, as far as equity, uh, you can look on page 881, and that is uh, polling comps that are similar in size to his in his neighborhood. Um, actually, I'm sorry, page 881 is, is the comps that he had supplied for equity analysis. The only comp that is that on this sheet that is um, comparable in my opinion was comp one because it is in, it's not, none of them are in the same neighborhood in the same tract, but um, comp one is similar quality in, in, and is in, I believe it's in uh, that Seven Hills subdivision. 
the other comps are not even. Uh, I can't see from here. What what does number one say? Well, you got this. Oh. You've got this whole thing presentation oh. in front of you. They gave it to you when you walked in the door. Dallas. Yes. Um, just for clarification, and uh, on this one, and I noticed it on some of the prior ones. Um, your indicated value six twenty five, which That's seems mine. reasonable given the number two, That's which mine. is a recent sale model match. Why is the, your recommended value so much lower? Um, because this home it was built in 1997, it is getting depreciated. A lot of because we're we're valuing our our values are based on a cost approach, okay. and with a statutory depreciation statutory. of one and a half percent per year. Oh, okay. so that's why so the market value will see you'll see a much different. Okay, uh, so I agree, but these comps are all built in 1997. Right, the, the, yeah, but the, the market supports a much higher value. So the value market value is coming in a lot higher. Right, all those comps, uh, if you looked at all those comps, um, assessment values, they're all going to be much lower than the market. It just seems so different from years prior, the, the discrepancy between those two numbers. And maybe I forgot, I don't know. But yeah, they, they typically would always. Those numbers would, are pretty much always significantly lower than market. So yeah, if it's, it's an older home, it's going to be much on an older property. So it's kind of hard to argue that the value is too high when you have a model match of 625 and you're telling, saying 462. Correct. And then on your equity, you're basically saying if you use the model matches within the development, it's within line. Yeah, if on page uh, 882, you'll see the model, model matches within the development. They're all the same quality class within a year uh, or two within each other. Um, he's based, he's, his uh, land value is 192. So that actually, that is lower than some of the other um, lot values, but um, building value is similar. Um, uh, and overall, he's actually the low, on the low end of the equity analysis within the neighborhood. Okay, thank you, Dallas. Uh, Members of the Probably the land, the land is, uh, our land is not finished, so probably the others are. Yeah, that's fine. Right. Uh, members of the board, what's your pleasure? All right, now we've got to vote on equity and value or just equity? Uh, equity. Technically, only check, equity. check okay. the equity box. Okay, go ahead. Can I get a motion? I'd like to pa um, put a motion in place that equity is Equitable <laughs> is reasonable. <laughs> there we go. And that it does not exceed uh, uh, full market value or the assessor's recommendation. Correct. Please cast your votes. You do have the right to appeal this to the state board. Uh, forms are at the back on the left-hand side. Motion carries. Sorry we denied your request. Have a nice day. Thank, Thank you, you for your time. You bet. Case 114. Name and address for the record. Uh, good morning, everyone. Yeah, I'm Chi Chun Li. Uh, my address is 5 Brandon Mill Drive, Henderson, Nevada, 89052. Thank you. Good morning. Good morning again. Melody Garfield for the assessor's office. The case begins on page 439 of the master book. Uh, I did take some photographs just of the exterior. That's on page 511. It's a 3,500 roughly square foot two-story home. It is located on the golf course in the Guardgated Anthem Country Club market area. 
Uh, it's an equity appeal, again. Again, it's difficult to appeal values when a lot of times our market values are so much, I mean our assessed values are so much lower than market. So this again is an equity appeal, which means the petitioner believes that his property's been valued higher than other, other properties. The assessor finds no inequity and recommends no change to the closed roll 2023-24 taxable value of 836589 Okay, go ahead, sir. Uh, yeah, because it's about equity, I guess uh, probably it's good to see page 512 on the must uh, document I got from the front. Yeah, we have that document. Yeah, okay, yeah, page five, uh, 512. So as you can see, I compared my house with many uh, similar house really in the neighborhood. And my house is like, uh, the size is like 019. Like my real neighbor, okay, so we talk to each other very often. So his size is like 0.21 acres. It's 10% larger than mine. So now the, like the land value evaluated the same. Okay, then also for the actual feature, so mine is much lower as you can see. So mine is like estimated 19,000 and his is like 20,000. Okay, so then my accessible value is like a, more than 10% than the, my neighbors. So then I have a, a few others, like uh, here on page 512, like you can see the last one. So that uh, property, the size is 0 0.3 acres. So it's almost 50% larger than my uh, land. Right, but do you realize that this is an equity issue and we're not looking, these, looking at these as sales? No, I'm not talking about sales. I'm talking about the land size. Well, I understand. So but their size is like 20% or 50% larger than mine. Then my value is still much higher than theirs. So that's why I think this is not. Are they on the golf course? What? Or is, that, is that one that's 0.3 on the golf course? Uh, which one? The one that you're just referencing, the last one on your list? Uh, yes, they're all on the same, my neighborhood. Are they with on the, do they back up to the golf course? Uh, I believe so, because uh, everybody's house is like on the um, number, golf course. Number 47 the difference in the Marine. land values is because you, you back up to a golf course and they don't. That's why your value is higher. It has nothing to do with the size of your lot. It has to do with no, the view premium. No, my neighbor is exactly the same as my neighbor, just my neighbor. We are all it, on what, the same what, pro, what address is I your neighbor? I think he's looking at property it, 220. What is it? Three brand new drive. Yep, and it has uh, the same land value as you. 220? Yeah, it has 281. has the same, same land, land value. value as you. Yeah, that's the land value. He's looking at the price per square foot. We can't all talk at the same time, please. I get yelled at for that. Because I have owned the house like since 2011. I didn't do any improvement. Uh, my neighbor, he like uh, uh, repaired the uh, air conditioning and uh, like uh, uh, painted the whole house because we talk to each other very often, you know. So that's why I, I don't understand my, why my house like bumped up so much, much higher than all these uh, comparable house. Because all, if you look at page 512, I... Well, here's the thing. You can't pick one, cherry pick these. You got to look at them all. I yeah. mean, I can find some in here that are going to be lower than yours and some that are going to be higher. Right, right. That doesn't mean they're right or wrong. You no, I'm not talking right or wrong. I'm talking about equitable, right? So how you like judge the value. I, in my opinion, I think the land size plays a big role, right? If the guy's size is like almost 50% larger than mine, then 
we got the same value. This doesn't make too much sense, right? In my opinion. Well, <clears throat> you can you can have your opinion. Yes, but uh, like like equity office, you need to have some basic rule. Let people satisfy that. I'm a professor. Like when I judge my student, how I give the <coughs> grades, I have to tell them, hey, 25% on test one, 25% on second test, final 30%, homework 20%. I have to tell them clearly. Otherwise, they will all come back to me. Hey, why you give me A? Why give B to him? You know. So you have to give like clear rule. So that's my opinion. Okay. Well, let's let her put on the case, and maybe you'll understand oh, okay. this a little better. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Thank you. Thank you. Again, Melody Garfield for the assessor's office. I'd like you to look at page uh, 513 first, if you don't mind. These are the um, the comps that the petitioner provided when they appealed. So these are the three comparables I'd like to address first, because those are the ones that are on the equity appeal. And that three brander mill is next door. You can see the land value is identical because it is on the golf course. The other two are not on the golf course. All of them are older than the subject. So it, it, the, the print that's in red indicates the things that are similar. So you can see that you know not everything is identical. And so there is difference in depreciation. <coughs> but you can see the square footage cost. Um, these are larger. So this, the building um, residential cost new cost per square foot is in the 169 range, whereas the subject's 171. But that kind of makes sense based on economies of scale and the, and the living area. So we've applied the, um, the law in a, an equitable manner uh, in the way that we have uh, valued it using the cost approach. Same thing with the depreciation. They have more depreciation because they're slightly older. Um, some of them have identical garages, you can see that. Uh, and so the, the, the three that he provided, they have some similarities to the subject property, but, but they're they all not larger. identical. Yeah, they're, they're all not larger. identical in use, um, not comparable in location, except for the one on three Brander Mill. So then if we go back to page 512, which is sort of a neighborhood analysis, where I have uh, sort of, um, you know, gotten the properties that bracket the subject's living areas. You can see all the, the uh, two-story homes in there uh, with a similar quality class, you know, roughly similar ages. Uh, his and another property were in 2003. Everything else was 2002 or earlier. But you can see the, you know, the similarities. You can see that the, the price per square foot, um, at least the cost that's applied, makes sense based on the living area. Uh, you can see the garages in there. Uh, the land values are different because some of them might have a view, some of them have no uh, sort of marketable characteristic that increases the land value. There's only three there that are on the golf course, but they all have um, those same uh, golf course uh, um, premiums. And then, you know, the extra features, the common elements. I mean, it, it appears to me that we are being equitable in the way the law is being applied, in the way that costs are being applied. Again, the results are gonna be different because they could have a different size pool, they could have a different size patio, they could have different flooring on the inside that maybe we've taken account of. There are, there are small differences, but in the major characteristics of these properties, we have dealt with them equitably. We have a computer-assisted mass appraisal system. We import the Marshall and Swift cost, which is what the statute requires. We do the 1.5% depreciation a year, which is what the statute requires. We put these improvements on at cost, and it, it appears to me that we are being equitable here. I also did a sales grid. If you want to look at the market analysis, 
Again, as in the last case, we are significantly below, I believe, the market value. But, but you're is, welcome to look at, at that on page something? 451 is the um, comparable what sales analysis. 451 is the comparable sales analysis. And we believe the property is well over a million dollars uh, market value-wise. I've put listings in there, um, sales. Mm -hmm. Some of them are quite recent. Yes, it is an equity it's case. It's an equity, but if you look at the sales too, you know, we know that we're, and, and the problem with Anthem is they're all built over probably a 10 or 12 year period, 15 years it took to build out Anthem. So depreciation is gonna be significantly different. And you know, land values on the golf course, off the golf course are different. And whether it's 0 0.19 or 0.30, sometimes is irrelevant because there can be berms against the backside where you've got a retaining wall, so the site size may be larger, but it may not be more usable, okay? Members of the board, what's your pleasure? Kelly Wade, I have a question. Um, so specifically the three Brander mill that is next door, I believe the petitioner's point about the building values, I mean, it is 220 square feet larger I'm looking for differences. Explain how that um, how that ends up being twenty thousand less or what twenty two thousand less? No, eighteen thousand less. Yeah. So the building value is going to be anything that's the, in the structure in the in the residential home, including the garage, um, and it's going to be improvements there. So if if one property has three bathrooms compared to a property that has two bathrooms, those three bathrooms add fixtures to the cost of the home, and so that's going to be a difference. Another difference could be the type of flooring that they have. Maybe they have carpet and vinyl in one, they have marble or granite in another one. Uh, things that are inside the building that aren't particularly listed here are where some of those costs come from. Uh, and it could be room counts, like I say, flooring, um, the type of appliances, you know, that sort of a thing. Depreciation, of course, is different on these in particular, but yes. Okay, great. I, I have a question, I'm sorry. So now she mentioned about the interior. I guess you guys, when you do the estimate, you never went into the house to see the interior, right? So how you can say, hey, why is... Well, okay, you, can, so you can ask that question, and if she has time after the boards in June or July, she may come in and look at it and may adjust it. Mm -hmm. But that's up to her and you. Well, when we put the properties on, we do try to get into them. And so when but the property was under construction, we, that's when we put these improvements on. We may yeah. not have gotten into it since, but right. there was an appraiser there at that time. Oh, and there's been time for them to appeal since yeah. if there's you know, been something, yeah. you know, something wrong. But we do try to get in every property when we put it on the record. So okay. back in 2003, there was likely one of our appraisers oh, in that I, property. I, multiple times. And you have their extra features down at the lower portion of the range anyway, right? The extra features are external to the home. So those oh, are the okay. ones that would oh, be external? like a pool or fencing, okay. maybe some uh, driveway paving, that sort of a thing. And I mean, it, you know, uh, that could even be different. You could have somebody on a cul-de-sac that has 600 square feet of concrete, somebody on not a cul-de-sac, a smaller lot that has 200 square feet of concrete. So even that is gonna make a difference in that final valuation. Okay, great. I make a motion that it doesn't exceed the equity based on the comparisons provided by the assessor's office 
And uh, I'm sorry, can I say a few more things? No, you I can talk to her all you want. This, you're, we're, we're voting on this. So Please I'm sorry, cast I, your I votes. I think I haven't presented too much, and also I bring my sir, like the sir, house insurance uh, yeah, price. I, they I, are the same from this I, year and last year. That's I don't why care about your house insurance. I only care about whether the equity. Because that's is another right. way to see the value of the house, right? I don't care what the insurance says. This is a board of so equalization. So what you care, then? You have to give it a clear rule, right? So how you, to judge the property, to, right? Do you want like me to have... She mentioned lots of things. That doesn't make sense. She said, based that's on fine. the interior. Do you want me to have you removed from here? Because I can call somebody, and they'll come take you out. No, no, I, I'm then just Then you need to, to be quiet and let us vote. Oh, oh OK. I appreciate that. OK, thank yes. you for giving me the chance to speak. Okay, motion carries. You have the right to appeal this to the state board. You can pick up the forms at the desk at the back, and if uh, she can help you in any way, she will. Sorry, we couldn't help you today. Oh, okay, thank you, yeah, for considering my thank case. You. Yep. So I do have a question, like the state appeal, well, it's the same place, or I have to fly to Reno? I'm not quite sure, it's my first time, honestly. Well, what He's oh. asking about the location of the state board. The state boards sometimes are handled uh, carried here, but they, it, we don't know where they're going to be. It it's all depends on what the availability of space is. So you will get, if you file to the state, they will notice you of where the hearing will be at that time. Oh, okay, thank you. Okay. Yeah, I, yeah, okay. Thank, thank you. you. Be safe, sir. All right. No, that's the last case. That is it. Do you have a case? What's the number? There is no additional cases. Okay. Okay, public comment. Come on, uh, please. Before we do that. <laughs> General administrative business? Yes, we just need to vote on the rest of the cases that are on your agenda for the ones that were not withdrawn or stipulated to or heard today. Okay. Please cast your vote. Make a motion. Uh, that... Uh, the cases that have been withdrawn or stipulated and the one that has been moved to the 13th, I make a motion we uh, approve the agenda, approve the cases. You want to make a motion to accept? Accept, accept the, assessors. the assessor's recommendations. Okay, public comment. I gave her some. Oh, excuse me. My name is Margaret Ann Coleman, C-O-L-E-M-A-N, a homeless victim here. I gave her forms of the property of the parcel 139.16-711-020. This property, 1316 Wizard, North Las Vegas, um, is in my care 2001 to 2007. I had ownership. Now, I'm coming to you concerning your... Uh, Clerk Accessories Office error violation, Brandon Johnson, I mean, uh, Brianna Johnson. She has put in falsified information that counseled me out of being the owner, just like the lady talking to you. Now, Brianna, I goes to court to uh, evict squatters in that on that property or in that property. And because of the accessories office, Brianna's uh, force uh, employees, 
they put in that falsified whereas the judge did not rule it in my favor and I had I have uh, proof and, and owners of ownership through the housing of authority. Rhonda Pullen was the supervisor of the HUD of Shannon Moore Hughes that overthrew me as being the third party upon a case A204984. Whereas the ownership was of that property was under equity, uh, whereas um, I received it on a writ of execution or garnishment of property from the defendant of the Golden Nugget that was Steve Wynn. I uh, brought this information that uh, I don't know if Brianna Johnson is also uh, Brianna Perkins, but she's in conspiracy overthrow with Conine, Zach Conine that's selling my property uh, that is the state treasurer. Now I'm placed into the street because of these people. I want to see of your authority, how can I regain entry upon my property and have this corrected uh, because of the violation of your accessories office placing in falsified information? I appreciate your comments, but we have nothing, the assessor, we don't work for the assessor. We have no authority to be able to, this board can't help you. You need to hire an attorney. Aren't you uh, uh, the controllers of the accessories office? No, no. Employee staff. We're just a, an advisor. Just upon property yeah. and, and how the condition yeah. and ruling out how to improve we're, it. We're just an advisory board, ma'am. Yeah. We have no authority over we the We have assessor. no authority over the assessor. I can't even tell them to get up and leave the room. Well, I wanted to bring that to your attention. There's violation there. We appreciate it. Thank you very much and have a nice afternoon. And I do appreciate you. You bet. Be safe. Okay. Marianne, anything else? I just wanted to review with you the number of cases we have left. Uh, currently, as of this morning, um, our next hearing is a commercial hearing on February 6th. We have 111 cases on that day. The 13th, which will be for this board, the residential board, we have 67 cases currently still active. Um, February 14th, we have 125. February 23rd, 186. February 27th, 140. And we are waiting to see if we are potentially gonna schedule anything for the 28th. Um, currently, we have nothing on that day, but I will let the board know um, as soon as we know. But so this board only has 67, 67 cases on the 13th. You only have 67 for the 13th, so that you only have to be concerned with that. So but you I do want to let the chair know. Yes. Well, this this board this case this day started with considerably more than that originally. So we're going to continue to work. But, I, but you do such good jobs. So we we, do, we have two more weeks, so two. well, a little less than that. So my question is, equity seems to be a uh, big issue this year. It appears that that becomes the argument when we are not exceeding full cash value, but that is a valid, I mean, it's an argument they are permitted to do. It is on the appeal form for them and it is a valid appeal that they can appeal. So it'd be nice on the 67 or when you, in two weeks, when be, a couple of days before, to know how many of each. Can we do that? Is that legal? I'm not sure that we can do that. Um, no. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, yeah. I'm asking because yeah, we have to prepare my mind. We don't have a tracking system for that, but okay. I think that we just have to let them present their cases I, before I you. And I agree. I don't have a problem. Yes. Okay. So seeing no other public comment, uh, I think we can adjourn this meeting and thanks everybody.
And no, we don't have to vote on anything. Uh, no, we don't have to That's vote. That's it. Just you can adjourn the meeting if you're done. You're going to hit the gav gavel and say meeting adjourned? <laughs> <laughs>